So let's do a couple. No, go on. So you were working with Trev, Trevor yeah, yeah. from SAS. Yeah, so we on our first film we recorded um, an original song, so we did that in in his studio. Oh, so, wow. Uh, way, way back when. <laughs> this is how uh, everything sort of links up for us. Yeah. Uh, it's a small place, I think, Shropshire. Shropshire is, yeah. and, and <laughs> we're finding that, um, you know, there is so much innovation when it comes to media um, that one person will lead to another naturally, you know. Mm. Wherever you get um, people like uh, like Trev, you'll get Charles from yeah. Microvideo, and you get you guys, and yeah, then you'll yeah. get Beth Heath, and then you'll yeah, get, yeah. like, people that just put things together mm. and build things. Yeah. Um, okay, guys, we did a cold open there, sort of just sort of rolled it, because we, st- we got into a good point in the conversation. This is what always happens when we hit record. <laughs> we, we were sitting there making stir in the coffee, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you did yeah, this, yeah, this, and we'll yeah, never yeah. get that on mic. Yeah. We managed to. So. Well, because we worked with Charlie Adlard as well, you know, obviously. Charlie, yeah, I was talking so, about Charlie. Yeah, yeah, he designed our logo for us, because we suddenly thought... Um, Oh my goodness, we're, we're going to be going global. Like when the game gets released, we need to we need to up our game with our logo, which we've been meaning to for absolutely yonks. But yeah, yeah. Um, we just have ha- been so busy. So Charlie designed it for us. I'm not allowed to talk about Charlie on the show because yeah. I've, I've, oh, you're got, not? I've got a bit of a crush on him. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> whenever I mention so Charlie, have we. <laughs> I tend to blush a little bit. We've got some. I've got some amazingly embarrassing stories of how I just. I don't know what it is, right? Behind a microphone, I consider myself a bit of a god. Um, but when, 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 when I'm in front of Charlie Adlard, I turn into a giggly 16-year-old yeah. girl. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> but he's a great guy to have locally. Um, yeah. I usually see him out running through Bellevue, uh, uh, right. Bellevue Park. It's because you're in Wrexham, uh, through yeah. the quarry, sorry. My, my lad's from Wrexham, and I've been thinking about Wrexham a lot. That's really weird. Oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, let's introduce you guys, though. So, okay. um, we got, we, oh, so we got Ian McNamee. It's Ian Ross McNamee, yeah. Yes, um, and, and Amanda Murray. And you guys are making a video game called I Saw Black Clouds. Yeah, that's right, yeah, which is actually coming out tomorrow, 30th of March. I know we're hitting so. this quite late, but I, I still feel like this is... This is such an amazing thing to have come from Shropshire. I'd, I'd be a fool not to jump on this. So thank you so much for getting in touch. So where does this begin for you guys? Where, 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 first of all, what's the company? And then where does it begin? There we go, we'll start there. Well, we are Ghost Dog Films. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're completely based in Shropshire. Most of the majority of the work we're doing is actually in Shropshire as well. So... Uh, I mean, we, we've uh, started in film and we've uh, expanded into video games. Uh, so the project we've got coming out is actually a crossover. It's an interactive film, so it obviously involves elements of uh, live video combined with interactive video game. So it's uh, the start style of game is actually called an FMV, which you know, if you're familiar with video games, you're gonna you know know that term. But it's yeah, it's so it's um, a choice choice based game. So you know, it's almost, it's almost like you're watching a movie and you come to a scene. You can you can decide how you want to interact. It reminds me of the the books. They used to have books like that, didn't you? Uh, was it Animorphs or something like that, where where you could read like one bit and it'd be like turn to page twenty five if you want to do this, or turn to page thirty if you want to do this, and you'd be able to make your own story sort of thing yeah so it's um, it, it is it, it is quite similar to those choose your own adventure games yeah. books so yeah, mm. yeah. Um, why this though why, why it, it, I guess it just fits in with what you do you make a video game you guys make mo- like sort of media sort of videos step into this realm sort of natural right well I think I think I mean we've been interested in narrative video games for a long time um, I mean we saw 
you know, the whole technical hurdle has been quite a big one for us to get over initially as filmmakers. So, um, uh, you know, to make an interactive film and, you know, co- combining the elements of live live action video into a video game, it seemed like a natural progression. You know, that seemed like a good, good, good uh, kind of step into video games, really. Yeah, I'm always fascinated because about about things like because obviously there was the big one released recently which was the Black Mirror Bandersnatch right that was, yeah, that was yeah. a big thing but I remember doing that I remember playing that I, did, I went through it twice and I kept like getting it wrong whatever yeah. <laughs> I wasn't very good at it um, and I always wondered like how how finicky is it to record that to, to make that because you've got to record I guess you've got to record one bit and then again and then again and then again and then again, and again, and again. well I mean it's, it's it is it is a far, far more drawn out process than making um, a feature film I mean with I saw Black Clouds I think I had about four and a half hours of finished video um, wow. which compared to feature filming obviously you're looking at say about 90 to 100 minutes of finished video wow. so it's it, 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 it is a much bigger undertaking um, also, in, in, in terms of the writing and, and the production side of it, and the post-production, so um, kind of kind of approaching every, every scene is is quite difficult because obviously you know you have to think about the branching paths. You know you have to you have to think about how that character is behaving in that particular scene on that particular path. Mm. So I mean, it's quite. I mean, it, it is it, it is quite difficult for the actors to get into that and to get their heads around it, the process of it. So how long is the game from start to finish? Um for one play, for example. I mean, if you, if you did a typical playthrough, it would probably take around about an hour and 45 yeah, minutes. Yeah, an hour and 45 minutes, two hours, depending on how long you take to make your decisions. But um, hmm. uh, I think there is um, there is a scene count in uh, in the game. So, you, so if you play through, you can see how many scenes you've actually mm. come across. So. Yeah. so, I mean, there's about, I think, 650 yeah, yeah. scenes to, 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 to actually see. So on, on a typical <laughs> playthrough... You know, first time we play, you might see mm. three fifty to four hundred mm. scenes. So you know, it's it's the kind of game that yeah, you know, you can play it at least twice. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's um, you, you know, there's, 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 there's quite a lot to to discover in it. I think it? so because you've got whereas a lot of the FMVs have got a they're not linear stories obviously, but they branch off. Yeah. a little bit but they're still leading towards your kind of goal yeah which has maybe several different several different endings well with ours it actually does branch off into um you know several different um, several different ways which which gives you a very different experience so you'll see things that, that you don't see in the you know if you play in a, in a different way and some of the characters are very different in those kind of branches you know branching narratives so it was a, a yeah, for Ian it was a complete nightmare to actually script <laughs> I imagine um, yeah yeah I mean I mean, it's fairly uh, complex I mean it's quite um, enjoyable once once you actually get into it yeah. but um, <laughs> I think when it com- comes to co- when, when it comes to the actual time of production then you're on set I mean obviously you've got to really stay on top of mm. you know kind of making sure that there's no logical problems in what you're filming or mm. you know in terms of continuity yeah brick wall arts. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, kind of continuity. And how, is, is how do you write a script like that, though? Because usually a script is like, did you, from yeah. top to bottom. Yeah, linear, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so how do you write that script and what's the process there? I think that you have to really think of it in a, in a bit more of a three-dimensional way. Mm. Um, it's not, I mean, I don't sort of mentally visualise 
a regular linear script in the same kind of way that I would an interactive one. You know, you have to think of it. Uh, you, you know, it is it it is a, you know kind of a different, a completely different mental framework. You know, getting into it, and I mean the way that it's it's sort of formalised is through um, you know a sort of section of of flowcharts. I mean that's that's probably the easiest way I can describe it, really. But I mean, it's quite it's quite uh, kind of kind of difficult holding all that information yeah, in, 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 in your mind, and you know, kind of making sure everything joins together. Mm. So, and, and logistically as well, because we filmed in um, over twenty locations in, around Shropshire. And we we filmed for probably solidly five weeks. We had a, wow. a main shoot in January two thousand and nineteen, and then we had several scenes which we filmed in the next couple of months. So it was it was very intensive um, and you have to move very quickly to capture all that footage um, and be very careful in terms of continuity as well. Lighting and, is probably yeah. the most important thing, isn't it, you know? It, yeah. It, I mean, all those, all those things, and and we were filming in in January, so we had to get the scene, the extra scenes shot fairly quickly because we didn't want them to be kind of in the middle of summer. That's a problem with so, British weather, I imagine. One yeah. day's summer, sunny, the next day's dull. You know. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just be, well, yeah. we, we actually had snow, didn't we, for about two days <laughs> halfway through our shoot. No. I don't, but so we actually very quick because we wanted to make adva- take advantage of it because it looks so good on camera and it's obviously got great production value. So we actually rejigged some of our scenes in the morning so we could. Actually actually change things so we've managed to incorporate it into the um into the project so i think being an indie allows you to do that as well to kind of react quickly yeah. uh to, to to things so yeah um okay i guess with a script like this there's no room for any sort of improv improv or you know the direction's got to be got to be straight and you know yeah yeah i mean uh, i mean it's it's really quite difficult for the actors because obviously you know if, if you change a couple of words in the script mm. as they're delivering it it can completely break the chain of logic in a mm. scene so you know one small detail change can you know can completely it's, it's like a chain of dominoes of the logic mm. so mm. Yeah. Uh, you know that's the thing that, that you have to be really careful of um, I mean there's like one one uh, mistake I think that we made during mm. filming but I mean thankfully <laughs> I was able to cover that up but I mean, it's so easy to you know kind of slip into that. Mm. I was going to ask that with the very sort of screw up, so it kind of like oh god, back <laughs> to the drawing board. Uh, you know. um, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, it, it, it was actually relatively smooth. The shoots. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think um, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, we're, we're I mean we're quite quite tight in how we work now. Mm. You know, mm. get into a scene. I mean, we've had a fair bit of experience in you know kind of, kind of working in this way and we, we were working very much in the way we like to work mm. on good, this one good, good. so um, yeah, it was just a couple of words wasn't it but you don't always see until the edit mm. and so when you're piecing everything together and looking at it um, forensically you know mm. then but then you you have to find a way a way around that or, mm, or just I get imagine. a bit of ADR just yeah. say this word <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, um, so what, what, is, what other things you usually make then before this what, what, what were your specialty? Uh, well, I mean, the pro- projects we did before this, I mean, we, um, our first project together was um, a feature film called um, The Singing Bird Will Come. Uh, that was made pretty much, it was a bit of an experiment, really, because we wanted to, you know, kind of find out if we can make the process work. We made it on a really small budget. Mm. Um, I mean, you, you know, real sort of nano budget production, but um, the whole kind of way it was received, you know, it was, it, it was received really well. Mm. You know, we, we, we were not uh, surprised at it, but, you know, th- th- things seemed to 
you know kind of start moving on very quickly mm. for us well we did a press screening in um in london in uh, leicester square actually um, wow nice. just just in in one of the studios we did um over a day didn't we we did two screenings yeah, and we invited was, lots of press to come yeah, um, at the audience so that was it yes so uh and they actually thought it was sort of you know, considerably high budget and really liked it. So nice. uh, I made a short film once. Oh, did you? <laughs> I did. So you know what, what goes into it then? <laughs> no. Um, okay, so here's what happened. I can't remember the name of the, the company, but they run this, um, it was for semi-pro sort of amateurs. People that make usually make like adverts and stuff like that, but they invited everyone to take part. And the idea was that it was a lockdown mm-hmm. thing, so you can use whatever you got about you. So if you want to do it on your phone, do it on your phone. And all okay. that was my phone. And I made this thing. Um, and it was a bit like Groundhog Day, right? So it, the oh, yeah. idea was that like, you're stuck in lockdown. It's the same day every yeah. over and over, right? Yeah. So I made this thing, and the reviews I got off the people themselves were um, the 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 screen to screen sequencing wasn't great. Um, the story was 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 fine. Uh, we enjoyed the, you know, we could mm. see the story it was quite yeah, comprehensive yeah. but we didn't find it enjoyable oh, well. <laughs> great feedback <laughs> um, I did it, I did it as, a, as a thing like I've never done this before let's see yeah, what yeah, happens yeah. And, um, yeah, it can be crushing I think when you when you make something and you put something out there for the world to see you have to be fairly resilient um, mm. you know there'll always be people that don't like what you do anyway mm-hmm. even if it's I mean I'm sure Christopher Nolan has people that don't like what he does yeah. um, so well I mean you know it's like, it's like it's like when you look at look at the film reviews on say Amazon yeah. you know, I mean I mean they're, they're, you know there are some indisputably brilliant films yeah. on there which, which, which get one star reviews yeah. and people call it garbage and thinking mm. well look at Trank um, he made a movie called Chronicle um, because of it's from success from a YouTube video he made. Mm. They said, "Oh, make Chronicle, see what, how you get on." Made Chronicle, it was amazing. Then they gave him the the Fantastic Four reboot. Okay. Yeah. And apparently he made this beautiful mm. movie, mm. but then the, the the company just chopped it up and made mm. this horrible thing yeah, that they yeah. released. And Josh Trank was ruined. Mm. And the most recent thing he's released was Capone, which was Tom Hardy's latest thing, which is inspired yeah, yeah. Um, when you're making something like this um, you, I, I, when you're looking at research for um, you know what how these things are supposed to look what are you looking at where do you go to do your research uh, I mean I mean it's really kind of kind of random finds I mean um, we often 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 tend to incorporate the location in quite mm. a big way or you know try, try and adapt the stories to the locations mm. because um, I mean, I think, I think, I think, with uh, a good, a good, a good building or, or a good site, you, you know, you can really get a lot of inspiration from that. So, you know, always, mm. always, always trying to incorporate that. I mean, in 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 terms of actual stories, well, I mean, you know, that fact, it's it's really a combination of things. I mean, you know, you watch films, you read books, mm. you know, you read real life experiences. You know, you have these experiences yourselves, mm. yourself. And, <laughs> I mean, I do think the um, location often inspires certain elements. So we've, in I Saw Black Black Clouds, we actually filmed at Shelton Hospital. Mm. So you, you know it's all being turned into apartments, apartments and things at the moment. So there's one section which um, hadn't been used, hadn't been um, worked on, so that was kind of blocked off. So we had access to that for a couple of days. And some of the stories that we heard around that and the, you know, the original, um, in the, the people who kind of were there we incorporated a little bit of that into our story because we thought oh, actually it feels like this is all going to disappear um and it's going to be houses so actually it, it kind of 
I don't know, it feels like you're capturing a bit of history and putting it into your own story. Um, and it, that story will obviously be there forever. So, yeah, I love that. I love that you, you get the atmospheric spherics yeah. from the local. Because you're saying you were looking at the prison at one point for a look. Yeah, yeah, you? we went we went around um, there. So. Which is a fantastic <clears> place. <throat> um, my boy was, uh, he's obsessed with, um, he's with us there. So, hi, so hi, Leon. Hi, Leon. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's, he's sat with us. Um, and he was, he's, he's obsessed with sort of myths, local myths. Yeah, and, um, yeah. And he was, we were talking about the catacombs. And he was like, would you go down the catacombs in Paris? I was like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Don't worry. I work at the prison in Shrewsbury. It's absolutely fine. I've got yeah. no problems and stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> um, I guess when it comes to locations and things like that, you can't really have any fear. You kind of just yeah. go and do it, you know. Is that mm. thing anything that affects you? Uh, I mean, you know, there's, there's been there's been there's been a few places which which have got quite a you know there's there's, there's <laughs> a, you know a certain kind of grimness yeah. in the past mm. with them. Mm. I mean, I, I, I actually find that more disconcerting than if you told me somewhere was haunted. Mm. So I mean, you know, some some of the stories you hear about historical life, and it's, mm. it's so sad and grim. Mm. And, I, and I think I think I think that kind of affects me more than uh, you mm. know any kind of uh, spooky goings on in somewhere. But I mean, some some places, you know, people people do get really frightened. You know, you, <coughs> even when we've been filming, people yeah. getting a bit freaked out, yeah, the, we, even even in daylight. Yeah, so. we, we had our makeup girls, and they. <laughs> I mean, when you're on set, it, it, there's a lot of you, and and obviously you're kind of doing sort of scary scenes, but you're all standing around with the lighting, with your cheese sandwiches and things. So yeah. it's not like you're there on your own. But um, I know some of the makeup girls; they were they got apps on their phone with um, ghost detecting, and they'd be running around <laughs> the you know Shelton or you know some cellar or some spooky house we were filming, and saying, "Amanda, Amanda, I've seen this cold space near the fireplace, and someone died here." And I'm like. Well, it's cold because there's something coming down the chimney, you know. Just keep calm. There's a place here, I think it's near Ironbridge, possibly Woodside in Telford, and that's like an old uh-uh. mental health hospital. Yeah. And I know that a lot of the locals sneak in there and they take the YouTube videos and yeah, stuff there because yeah. them, them places are just great, aren't they? they yeah, yeah, add, yeah. That's like an extra character to the story, yeah. isn't it? Exactly, yeah. Um, yeah. How, how prepared are you for the critics? Um, uh, because... I gotta tell you a story. I, last week, I spoke to the director Rob Schmidt, who did who directed Wrong Turn, the two thousand and three version, should I say? And uh, I was speaking to him, and um, it starts off as if you've never seen Wrong Turn, please go watch it. It's great. And it starts off with this character being stuck on a on a motorway. He gets uh, frustrated. Turn, does a U turn on a motorway, which is a big no way. No, no. Uh, and then he goes, ends up going down these back roads, and ends up. Getting, and I was like, so I said to him, I was like, Ah, oh, Chris, the main character. I hated him so much. I just really wanted him to die. Yeah. And uh, he was he, he was really offended by it. It was just like he kept going back to it like Alex I need to I need to clear the air with you about this because in like he really didn't like that I didn't like his main character. Mm. Um but he was a great guy anyway. But are you prepared for the critics to be like it's this, it's this, this is good, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. Well, I mean, I think I think uh, that, uh, you know, as 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 a creative person, you know, you, you, you know, you got to be pretty cautious of criticism. I mean, uh, I don't just mean bad criticism; I mean positive criticism because uh, you know it can kind of it can kind of kind of kind of, kind of push you creatively in certain directions yeah, on, your, on your next projects. You know, it can kind of make you more self conscious about something you were doing. So I think that. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I don't sort of absorb the bad criticism. Don't absorb the good criticism. I mean, I'm quite, I'm quite sort of self-critical of whatever I'm doing anyway. I mean, obviously, 
uh, you know, from, from a commercial point of view, you know, you, you want some positivity around your projects because, you know, you kind of want it to do well. But, I mean, you can't sort of create work which which plays to the critics, you know, on the other hand. You, you can't kind of... Um, I mean, because, because this work takes so long, you know, you you just got to create what you want to create, mm-hmm. what's in your mind. You can't kind of wait for your audience to catch up if it needs to catch up. And I mean, there's so much creative work, which is only appreciated like five years down the line. So, I mean, you know, there's some great movies, you know, the last 50 years, you know, which have been absolutely hammered at the time. And then completely, completely rethought of. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, 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 like, it's, like, it's like when you see some of the critical reactions of The Shining when yeah. that came out. Mm. I mean, you know, I mean, some, some of the criticism of that was really harsh. Mm-hmm. Thinking, well, you know, it's uh, it's it's a different type of critic as well, though, isn't it? Your critic sat opposite you right yeah, here. Yeah, you know, fifteen-year-old yeah. boy is going to be yeah. stuck playing with this. Probably shouldn't be, but I don't know. Yeah. What age rating is this going to be? It's uh, Peggy eighteen. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. you can't be got a few more <laughs> <laughs> um, well. So. I mean, I do I do think that you when your projects you can't it's, it's you can't do a, make something by committee votes because it just ends up being a nothing. And I think that's the problem with a lot of American movies now, big budget movies, mm. that everybody's hashed along the way, so they become a bit homogenised. Um, yeah. and, and I think you've got to be authentic in what you do. If you're an indie um, you know, com- producing company, you can be, you can develop your own style, and, and you don't need everybody to like it or buy it, you just need some people to like it and buy it or see something in it that's got some originality or, or or scope i mean i think i think the thing about an ex-projects i saw black clouds i mean the appeal of that i mean you know i mean we don't know what 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 reaction is going to be to that i mean obviously mm-hmm. you know we've had play testers going through it mm-hmm. there's um you know i mean i've, I've given it to a guy i know who's he's he's, he's normally quite critical of my work um, you know, to sort of get a bit of feedback off him, but I mean, when, when it comes to a broader audience, I mean, you, you know, you, you just you, you just never really know. And I think I think with the kind of work we do, uh, you know, maybe it is it is quite a niche market, but you know, kind of worldwide, that's like half a million people. So you could say that, but this this was the original video game. This is where video games came from. Is the mm-hmm. the, the, the the decisions that you make? But was the game? Um, I've forgotten what it was called, the text game where you had to go on the adventures. That yeah, was the yeah. first video game. Um, have you had many people tested this? When you make a video game, do you have to get testers involved, get loads of people playing it, look for all the kinks? Yeah, well, our, our, our uh, publisher on this, which is Wales Interactive, they have a team of testers who, you know, obviously do that on a professional basis. So, I mean, the game, game is, is fully tested. Um, mm. Before it goes out, mm. I mean, it, get, it gets translated as well, and the you know the translations are obviously checked. I think they, the translators actually play the game as well, yeah. so it's not just a kind of Google Translate. You know, it actually makes sense to oh, yeah. you, you know. But I mean, it's it's it will go global on on a multi platform launch tomorrow. So it, it's quite. Exciting. It's exciting, also a bit sort of scary as well. I imagine. Um, yeah. Because you think, well, everybody's potentially going to 
you know, the sea or play that you know, is interested in this. And you see things on Twitter. I can't wait for this. And I've, you know, I've pre-ordered, and I just, I'm going to be live streaming it. <laughs> and I'm like, oh gosh, <laughs> we better get the alcohol out quick. <laughs> well, that's important to talk about. What is the buzz like? I mean, you've had a few nice reactions, with feedback, yeah. excitement. Um, so are you involved a lot with social media? Well, we, prom- we promote as well, but obviously yeah. our publisher's taking the lead on this. But they um, they got IGN, obviously you've heard of IGN, to do mm, an exclusive yeah, reveal back in January for the teaser. And I think we had almost 100,000 views in like a couple of days on the teaser. Amazing. So, um, mm. and, and if you Google the film, um, uh, the, the game, on just put in I Saw Black Clouds, you can see pages and pages and pages, all of it in Arabic and Japanese and Korean, and it's sort of, oh, you know, there's an awareness of it. Um, and I think because there's not much coming out, uh, I mean, it's quite a dark thriller, uh, I have to say. So, uh, you know, maybe people are going to connect to that those feelings or emotions that are in that are in the story. I think you've got there at the right time though, because yeah. I feel like horror movies kind of went on a lull for a little bit. They started mm. making loads of remakes, and mm. now that it's sort of starting to come back, as well as this strange craze uh, uh, for serial killer documentaries yeah. and mm. these kind of things. <laughs> yeah. there, there seems to be like we're, we're in a niche at the moment. Mm. Uh, there's a trend. That's the word trend yeah. for these kind of things. So I think you've hit it at the right time. Yeah, I, I hope so. Yes. And it is unique as well because. When you talk about video games, what are we talking about? We're talking about Call of Duty, FIFA, mm. um, you know, Star Wars, whatever's going on. You, you're not talking about this kind of role-playing game. So mm-hmm. um, it's not role-playing game, isn't it? It's a turn-based mm-hmm. game. Not turn-based, it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's a very unique thing. So I feel like there's a niche that you're going to yeah. fit into. Yeah. I feel, I feel, and it's, it's very well produced as well. Oh. You know, you. from what I saw from the trailer, the trailer looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the cast. Um, how long did, did it take for you to get your cast together? Um, I think we were casting weren't we, back in August 2018 and we finally made a decision on our, our lead. Um, I think it was the end of October. Mm-hmm. And obviously we were filming in January. So we managed to um, uh, cast Nicole O'Neill, who's been in Red Sparrow and um, Penny yeah, Dreadful. Yeah, she, yeah she, she's been in X-Men as well. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah, she, she, was, she was the um, stunt double and body double for Jennifer Lawrence. So she, wow. she, she's worked yeah. with her a bit. Yeah, so. she was a mystique. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah, so uh, it was, she was a trained ballerina with the Royal Ballet um, and then got into uh, stunts and then obviously acting so uh, and she was great to work with because there are some stunt scenes in I Saw Black Clouds and she just just totally you know threw herself into it and she was great wasn't she we had a we had a stunt we had Justin Pearson who was a stunt coordinator he's from Shropshire but he's worked on like mega movies I got told to speak to him yeah, you should do. Yeah, he's, I got told to speak yeah. to him. Um, uh, the lady that runs a flower show, she's friends with him. She's like, um, yeah. Um, yeah okay. So, so he's worked on all, all the big movies. Oh, yeah. Well, he's, he's he's done a lot of stunt performing as well. Yeah, he was yeah. In, you know, he's, he's in the James Bond movies. Yeah, like that, yeah. So. Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna write his name down now, Justin Pearson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, he's he's um, you know, he's great to work with, and he's from Shropshire as well. So he came on as a stunt coordinator with some of his stunt um, stunt guys and choreographed a big sort of fight sequence and then we had a kind of another sequence by the lake I don't want to give too much away <laughs> um, so uh, yeah so but she was great to work with on that because she's comes from a choreography background mm. so she picked everything up really quickly she's all very very physical so she could it was like a two for two for one you know you got yeah, a great uh, actor yeah. and you get a, a yeah. stunt double 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's good it's good to, to work with an actor who's who's been properly stunt trained yeah. because you know their movements tend to be very consistent. Mm. So I mean, it's it's, it's like if um, you know there's some sequence where you know we've got to run down a corridor. Uh, I mean, you know, it kind of, kind of sounds like a thing everybody does the same, mm. but, uh, you know, m- most people, they'd run down the corridor, it looks completely different. Whereas with, with, uh, with, with an actor who's been trained like that, I can film from four angles and every single take is going to match up mm. because cause their movements are very precise, you know, they've got that precise physicality. So, How precise can you be? Can you be like, right, well, we need you to hit this rolling tray, you need you to roll to your left, bash your head off the, the you know, like... It, can you literally yeah. just tell them where to put their body at precise times? Yeah, like, yeah well, I mean, uh, you know, that, that's, that's how kind of works. It tends to be through the stunt coordinator mm. who'll arrange the fight. But, I mean, you know, the whole fight sequence could, could be, you know, quite a few moves. I mean, some, mm. I, think, I, think, I think that sequence we did, I mean, it's about 18 moves, which... Mm. You know, it doesn't sound particularly a lot, but I mean, that's like at full speed, yeah, so yeah, it's um, it's quite difficult. Mm-hmm. But I mean, uh, you, you know, a few hours of rehearsal, and you know, they, the guys are on mm-hmm. it and ready to go, so it's great. Does that create a lot of outtakes, a lot of uh, fun uh, things <laughs> that happen that you got to take out? Of? Um, I mean, the th- the thing about it was, I mean, with the fight sequence, particularly with oh, the guy. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's the 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 uh, guy who was doing the stunt performing. Dan, Dan, Dan yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's he, you know he's actually quite an up and coming stunt performer. He's yeah. done done a lot of really good stuff. But I mean, um, but, you know, because because of the the fight sequence, I mean, Kadani actually really do it about four times because you know there's there's parts where he was jumping against a wall, mm. you know, he's, he's being thrown over. Mm. So I mean, from a physical point of view, I mean, it isn't something you can do like sixteen takes. No, it's yeah. like literally, <laughs> you know, you got to ask the stunt coordinator at the start of the sequence, mm. right? How many takes have I got of this? Mm. And they'll say, right, you, you know, you could probably you could probably squeeze four out. With, you know, I hear yeah. that Disney are creating stunt robots now where they can just throw in the air and spin around. And <laughs> it's unbelievable that they're yeah. doing that. You know. Yeah. Like, uh, I spoke to the guys from uh, Uppercut Fight Company um, recently, and they are amazing. They came on my show early last year, and I spoke to them recently. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I'd love to come on the show, mate, but I've fractured my head." Oh no! Uh, a few weeks. After, this is the kind of danger uh, they put themselves yeah, into. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we on our last film, Crucible of the Vampire, we used Justin um, as a stunt coordinator on, on that, and we had um, a hanging scene which um, he actually did did the stunt for, um, and that was on someone's say back garden they owned quite a few acres but it was an old an old oak tree but we were filming in natural light and so we only had we were doing it in the evening weren't we just before it went dark and so we only had a certain amount of time to do it so he did that three four times twice twice, twice was it yeah, all right yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, so we're, we're, we had we're, to get the shots. <laughs> yeah, we're 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 we're, we're doing a hanging scene. I mean, you know, kind of looking on face, but you probably wouldn't think it was that dangerous, but it's actually mm. a really dangerous stunt. To I, do. Imagine, yeah. I imagine, I yeah, imagine, go wrong yeah. so many ways. But I mean, I mean, the guy who's the um, the rigger on that, you know, the the guy who's doing the rope work. I mean, he he was working on Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, it was you know, you got, it's the kind of thing you've really got to get right. Cause, yeah. I mean, you know, people have died doing, <laughs> yeah. doing that, that, that particular was, stunt. That was probably our most expensive day production day on that film because of all those difficult stunts mm. and and also the most worrying. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. 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 imagine a health and safety guy there. You doing what now? Sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're the hanger guy. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, um, yeah, so when it comes to... Okay, we've got to bring in the, the C word. I'm very, very sorry. Uh, but COVID has affected a lot of people. Mm. We say you made this back in 2019. Mm. Um, was Were there plans to release this earlier and it got affected by COVID? Mm. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's been yeah. strange, really kind of strange with COVID because, I mean, it just kind of seems to have slowed everything down. But, I mean, even stuff which is not done on sets, you know, even post-production work, it seems to have been <laughs> slowed down and delayed, you know, either by people having commitments to the things or, mm. you know, not being able to interact with other people. Mm. So mm. it's been it's been quite strange how that's happened. So, yeah, I mean, we, we were hoping to get it out earlier, but, um, mm. you know, the, the, it's gone on. It's it's just uh, kind of been moved, mm. yeah. moved, moved to uh, to the end of March, so, and, and, so the end of April. Uh, so the end of, the end of March. March. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, we would have ideally, uh, it would have come out probably Halloween time last year. But, I mean, at the end of the day, you're also in the hands of your publisher. They've got other games scheduled mm. in, etc. Mm. So, um, but, I mean, I think at the end of the day, it's a good time to launch. Um, have, have you met many people in the the gaming industry that you really like to work with again, or that have been great in the process of this? Maybe inspired you somehow. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, the thing that I like about the video game industry is you've got such a broad range of skills, and there's such a broad range of people who are working in it. Because I mean, it is that that kind of mix of technology and creativity. Which I think is, you know, it's really, really interesting. You know, you're bringing in elements of storytelling, music, yeah. you know, technology, graphic mm-hmm. design, mm-hmm. and to kind of, to kind of it's, you know, particularly sound design, which I think is a really interesting area. Mm-hmm. And to have an have one art form that combines all of that, I mean, you know, I just I just find that really interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, the Bandersnatch was very popular because you get like those are different movies. You, you're literally having a different movie every time. I remember there was a game that a uh, rock star made called L.A. Noir, yeah. and it was a 1930s detective detective thing. And every single choice you made would end up with a different ending. And I got I played that game about four times mm-hmm. because I love the idea that any choice that I made would get me a different ending. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I suppose where we're differing slightly because our our publisher has a kind of niche in these FMVs or interactive films. I mean, they did the complex last year. Um, a five dates, which is sort of, I think, unusual to have a comedy um, uh, coming out. But uh, I guess a lot of it is focused on the endings. But for us, although we do have different endings, it's about the journey or the experience. Cause the we're jump scares and the... Yeah, the, the, I mean, we're trying to explore things like, you know, guilt and emotion and um, how mm. you, I think, responsibility and, and, I mean, other themes that are really hard to do. But I guess that's where the kind of the cinematic element of our filmmaking comes comes in that we're kind of merging that with a kind of game the game structure and technology mm-hmm. so um, I think I think people will feel connected to it or especially coming out of lockdowns and covid and, and that sense of isolation yeah so, yeah, um, yeah well I think I think I think that's the interesting thing about games I mean with with uh, film you know you sort of see characters you empathize with them you learn about other lives but mm. with, with a video game you can learn about yourself yeah. by actually making making choices in a game particularly mm. moral ones so uh, you know even, even though it's only in a game it does kind of make you think well how would i mm. actually react mm. in a situation like this mm. how would i how would i behave mm. i got a friend to do a podcast at that shout out to uh, kim and Kat, um survive Maybe. Um, <laughs> they do a show where they talk about a horror movie and what they would do and whether they would survive or not. And yeah. Be realistic. Like, oh, no, I'd yeah. probably trip her. They're amazing, they're amazing yeah. guys. Um, yeah, the, 
there is a market for this and I feel like I feel like I, I can't help but be excited for you guys oh, because you. <laughs> because it's not like a, a shooting game it's not like FIFA no, no. like I said it's not like a generic game that's being released I'm not yeah. saying by the way that every game being released is generic it's not no, there's, no, no. there's games I'm looking forward to but this is different yeah I think it, that's true it's yeah. niche it's very mm. niche mm. Um, what 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 are your plans for release and obviously COVID you can't do a big blockbuster sort mm. of um, premiere or whatever I mean how do you do a premiere of a game you can't go to E3 or or you can't, you can't do mm. the cons. Cons, man. Oh, my God, you can't do cons. No, no. I mean, our publisher gets invited to a lot of these big games to um, to talk about what they're doing anyway as a as a, an interactive film specialist. And so I think hopefully in the future there might be opportunities because they take along some of their, mm-hmm. you know, the, the people they're working with. But I think at, um, which, which game show was it? Which game um, exhibition was it? It was somewhere in Korea, anyway, whichever that one is. Okay. Um, it, was, they, it, was, it, was, it was in Busan. Busan, yeah. Mm-hmm. They actually um, played Late Shift. I don't know whether you've heard of, of Late Shift. So that, that came oh. out in 2017. That's a kind of a heist thriller. Um, okay. And that's been massively successful. So it's an FMV as well. Wow. So they actually did an audience playthrough. So everybody had some sort of gadget where they made the... the, the Whoever you had to press the button in the choices, mm. and the majority choice actually took the like a um, vote. Sort of yeah, thing. so yeah. you saw it on the screen, and then it kind of played. Like who wants through. to be a millionaire? There you yeah, go. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and that was really that was really successful. So it would be fantastic if we ever got to the point where we could do something, you know, like that. So mm. to showcase in an audience, because when you've got lots of people together, you've got all that excitement, haven't you, and that that engagement of, a, of yeah. an audience. Yes. Um, so. Yeah. yeah. Cons are amazing and I'm missing them so much. Was, yeah. Speaking about Charlie Adlard, mm. I'd be like, oh, Charlie, you want to do something? And he'd be like, yeah, I'm in Brazil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. No, and, yeah, but yeah. he misses that. You know, they are yeah. something very special. Me and my laddie, we went to Comic-Con, had a great time, didn't we? You know, I used to do a lot with them. And I started USOC, the sticker you can see in front of you right there. Uh, we, we were like, oh, we can... We got we got uh, studios either side of the Atlantic. We can go mm. Comic-Cons in America and UK. And then mm. we started in April last year. You know, uh, mm. it's just a nightmare like mm. that, that these things have happened. Um, but I guess with something like this, it's quite timeless, isn't it? You know, you can always revisit mm. that, can't you? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think... I mean, I, I suppose that's that's the thing I like about video games. You, you know, they have a longer life than, than a film. In, in a mm. film, you know, the entire launch is in the first week. We're in a video game, yeah. You know, people are still looking at it, you mm. know, four years later. Yeah. So. And, and I guess with Indies as well, haven't got the budgets of some of the massive games that that can do all that marketing and PR. So, but it's got a longer life because of it, because if it catches on or it takes off, people are still talking about it. So I think there there will be elements in our game that people will talk about. I won't say why, but I think there will be things that people will talk about. So um, I hope so. I can't, I'm definitely going to pick up. I mean, like, is this strictly just on consoles? Can people get on PC or is there there a way you can get on TV as well? I mean, Uh, I mean, uh, I think, well, I'm, I'm not. I'm not too sure how much I can say about that, really. But mm. um, I mean, the release we've got coming tomorrow. That's that's going to be out on on PlayStation. So you get, you're going to be able to play it on the new PlayStation, PlayStation Five, mm. PlayStation Four. But you know, the new Xbox and BS and the and the, uh, it's not 360, is it? Xbox One. Yeah. Xbox yeah. One. Sorry, yeah. Xbox yeah. One. Yeah, I always get those yeah. mixed up. Uh, Mac and PC, mm-hmm. so it's it's coming out on Steam as well. 
Oh, mm. Nintendo yeah, and, Switch and, and Nintendo Switch. Yeah, handy. So, yeah. Yeah. I bet that's so exciting to hear. It is actually. Part, yeah. Cause, like, yeah. I was saying to my son, like these guys were speaking to, the, yeah, they're releasing games on the Xbox and the PlayStation. Yeah, yeah. He's like, really? Yeah, yeah. What? I know. It feels we're really proud. Of, we're really proud of that. We're really proud to be, you know, working with a successful publisher as well. So we kind of feel we're in. Shout, the shout out to the publishers. Who did, oh, yes. Wales, Wales, Wales Interactive. Interactive. Yeah. 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 So. Yeah. Um, yeah, those, those guys have been great to yeah, work with. Yeah, they have been great to work with and and, uh, and very respectful of the kind of filmmaking um mm. you know, role in it. So yeah. so yeah, they've been they've been fantastic. So we've had we've had a super good time working with them. And uh, yeah, so they've been kind of handling most of the marketing and, and obviously the all the store setups and mm. things. So uh, we're just sort of you know, really excited about about the release. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we we, we uh, chose Wales Interactive. I mean, we had had a meeting with them quite a while ago, mm. didn't we? But mm. I think I think the thing that that really got me interested in them was um, the way that they were talking about how interested they were about narrative video games, particularly, which is obviously the area I'm really interested in. So you know, that that's uh, kind of really won us over to the idea of releasing through that. Yeah. Um, I think you guys are fantastic. What are you guys going to work on next? What's, what's, what comes after this? I know you've got like tomorrow this big thing, but yeah. I know these things take a long time to make when it comes to movies, films, and you know. Are you allowed to say? Um, we do have something in production at the moment. Um, we ju- we just we ju- we're just doing the pre-production on it right now, but um, we are actually going to be shooting very soon. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a bit of a hush hush project, and it's <laughs> going to be the uh, turnaround's going to be um, fairly quick, quick, fairly yeah, quick on yeah, this one. Yeah. But, but we're, yeah. fi- we're filming in uh, in Shrewsbury, actually. So, uh, yeah. yeah. So, well, uh, we are we, at the moment. Uh, we are doing um, a limited run series series on the biscuit called um, Reduced to Clear Biscuits mm. because Luke Allen is a young uh, writer director. Um, he's making this. He's, it's his first big production. He's seventeen. This guy is wow. right, <laughs> and um, it blows my mind because he. I speak to him, and he's got more knowledge and more wisdom than I will ever have. <laughs> <laughs> and he put a, a crowdfunder up for a project that he got, and he blew it out the water. He ended Fantastic. up asked for six hundred, ended up with a thousand. We're we're following him through production because they've got um, Simon Becker. Um, Simon Fisher Becker, who was on Doctor Who, and so anyway, they got this amazing cast together, and uh, we're going to be following them for every step of the way. We're going to be interviewing okay, every two weeks, yeah. um, and I'd love to sort of you know get you and find sort yeah. of follow you for your flat process yeah, as well. Yeah. I think that's amazing. It's, well, it's a great journey to follow. Well, perhaps you perhaps you could come on set, yes. we're, and actually interview some of the cast. That'd be amazing. Yeah. So well, Luke, you could uh, come uh, to the location and uh, yeah. <clears throat> um, you were just showing off your, your mic when you fell. You got this really nice reporter microphone. Maybe we can take a look at that. <laughs> Use that. Where for the biscuit? Where, for the, right, where can people find you guys? And where can people uh, find uh, the information about the game? Well, the game I saw Black Clouds is going to be in the PlayStation Store. It's going to be in the Xbox Store, the Nintendo eShop, and on Steam. And that's, that's going live at... Mm-hmm. Uh, Tomorrow, tomorrow, two o'clock. Yeah, and uh, anybody wants to find any information about Ghost Dog Films, we've got a website, uh, ghostdogfilms.com. We're on Instagram and Twitter, um, and we've got a Facebook page for I Saw Black Clouds as well. So, um, and on the Facebook page, obviously, we share lots of behind-the-scenes photos and things like that. So, um, so yeah. 
Nice. Now I've got two other gentlemen in the room. Have you guys got any questions before we get out of here? Have you got anything that you've been? I haven't asked that you'd like to. I think you've covered it all, to be honest. Yeah, that's because I'm a genius. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I've got one. you got what, one? What made you think about this? Like, why what made you think about making this? What, that I saw black clouds? Um, well, I think we wanted to move over from film into game. We wanted to use the skills that we'd, we'd got, so our cinematic filming rather than doing something digital. Um, and this seemed like a really good step into it. And I guess... The idea for I Saw Black Clouds is you wanted to explore some of the, the themes and ideas around. Yeah, I mean, uh, guilt. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, it's 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 kind of hard to sum up the process of you know kind of coming up with that idea and putting it all together because I mean it's a lot of you know kind of different thoughts about things. I mean. Uh, you, you, um, it's one of the, not one of those ideas you come to in the shower. Amanda, well, no, I mean, often, often is has got tons of ideas. We're ne- we're never short of ideas, and mm. he'll suddenly, you know, I can, I can, I know when he's working on an idea because he's, he's wiped this on his, sorry, uh, on his um lap, his laptop, you know, doing this, and, and I think I won't disturb him because he's coming up with an idea, and then we'll go out for a walk. He said I've come up with an idea, <laughs> and then he'll tell me the kind of the 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 you know the general outline of it. But I saw, with I saw black clouds. I guess we we started off with a couple of locations, um, and then kind of got inspired by by that as well, didn't we? Because we filmed in so yeah, many. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, th- I think I think that you have like a kind of big theme in mind, yeah. or a, a scenario, <clears throat> or you know, maybe even a character, and you're mm. thinking, well, you know, that character, you know, what's going on with that character, and you just just uh, kind of form form a story. I mean, the process I've got is I tend to um, make a note of literally any sort of film or game-related idea I've got, and, you know, I'll, I'll kind of keep it in a fairly random order. But then when, when it comes to me actually making a project, I'll, I'll sort of go through all of those ideas and, you yeah. know, kind of pick things out and put things together. So, you know, it could be ideas for say a character you know the way they look or something that happens to them or scenario um mm. so it's it's just just a case of kind of taking ideas and and putting it all together because mm. 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 i mean you know obviously with the game or filming there's so many elements to that but you know you, you, you just what you just want to bring in together a lot mm. of Okay. But you've got to contain it as well, because yeah. otherwise it's going to be, you know, fifty hours long, and you need like millions <laughs> of pounds to film it. So I think, I think, I think uh, the, the other thing about it is, I mean, it's 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 really amazing how many ideas you forget. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's been like so much stuff I've written down, and then I look at it a year later. Mm. And I, can't, I can't even remember that. I relate to that so much. I've just taken a picture actually. I was uh, using this old bag of mine for my equipment today, and I found all my old notebooks. Yeah. Eight full notebooks wow. from, uh, from the last few years all mm. of them are many ideas that I've put together that yeah. haven't really come into fruition like mm. um, the guys from the USOC and the Biscuit will know me when I'm like I've got an idea we're, <laughs> we're, we're doing this thing like the guys from the USOC will be like I'm, I've created a game show and they're like what? I'm like yeah it's called it's called Owl's Game we're going to play this game show and we've just, I've just come up with these amazing ideas I procrastinate more than most I, I, I can't stop I can't switch it off sometimes yeah. you know and you're right you've got to, you've got to contain it because mm. one one idea can overlap the other mm. right yeah um, mm. so. well I mean at the end of the day if you're filming it's different if you're making a digital game because you don't have any of the constraints of, of, of actual film because mm. uh, you know you can have someone 
blowing up a helicopter or jumping off a cliff or something. But, you know, if you actually got to film that, you think, well, how much is a helicopter going to cost? You know, <laughs> can I really get someone to jump off a cliff? And, and the kind of the realities and practicalities and logistics. So you have all those constraints, which is sometimes a good thing because it really makes you question what you need and what's going to work and what's going to look good. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think, I think the big sort of problem with... Um, a lot of creative projects is, you know, they don't often have a producer saying, you know, hey, you know, you need to reel that in and concentrate on something which is important, which yeah. is doing this. Yeah, I, I had an idea the other day. Let's tell Rob Schmidt his, uh, <laughs> his main character deserved to die in the first yeah. credits of his movie. Like, we'll, we'll just yeah. tell him that. What well, well, going back to that, that idea about that main character, I mean, I think you do have to have somebody that people not necessarily love or like but relate to or have some empathy for because if you don't I think it's a, it's a any movie or something because you don't care yeah. you don't care so you're not invested in what you're you're playing or watching that's what George so. R.R. Martin was going for he was the complete sadist wasn't yeah. he? we're going to make him fall in love with the character and he's going to die <laughs> not just him but him too and her and her and her yeah, um, yeah. I've really enjoyed chatting to you guys. Oh, Honestly, great. I feel like Thank we've made you. some good friends, and I'd love oh. to get you on new circle. I want to try and squeeze you in. We've fully booked up till May, but I want to try and squeeze you in and do a bonus show with you because I want to get as close to the release as possible yeah. um, which is we'd love to yeah so thank you so much for no, joining us um, I want to give a few shout outs before we get out of here I want to say thank you to Tom Matthews at Nerdy for letting us use his uh, his D&D room we are doing this obviously during a pandemic which is big enough to do it socially distanced I've got wires and wires and wires um, so thank you for letting us use the space and also to Phil Morris my, my amazing uh, photographer who's been running around taking pictures for us um, and Leon as well for sitting through this very well done well done mate um, you guys have been fantastic. Um, guys, let's make sure you check out our website, which is uh, the, um, the uk, And that's made for us by our friends at Web Orchard. If you need a website, go to them. They'll sort you out. Thank you very much, guys. Thank you. Nice right, Thank yeah, you. It's, been, it's been great to come on. Yeah. Great to Thank be you on very the show. much. Peace out, guys. <laughs>